We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. want to win the Super Bowl do you have a sentimental favorite with your team out of it and no team like the Patriots to root against and would you sacrifice an appendage for your team to win the Super Bowl maybe a finger maybe a toe or maybe in the case of Mike Vrabel something far more dear to you men at least would you sacrifice that for a Super Bowl title also the latest on the baseball Stealing signs scandal is Carlos Beltran about to get whacked. Is he just waiting on Tony Soprano's guys to show up and remove him as manager of the New York Mets? He was the only player mentioned in the Stealing Signs scandal report. It's a free money Thursday, though. Nick Costos from You Better You Bet will join us with his championship weekend bets, the over-under, the money line, who we got to win the Super Bowl Home and home radio.com sports original. We're brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Check them out. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter the smartest way to hire. I'm Dave Briggs, Selman, Connecticut, Ross Tuckers in Pennsylvania. Nick Costos with us every Thursday. You better you bet. Six o'clock to ten o'clock. All the best bets. NBA, college hoops, and of course, this NFL championship weekend. Good morning, gentlemen. I'm curious, you guys are betting betting professionals. I am not, with the exception of the occasional oh, well, Let's booze. slow down with the word professional there. Let's slow down <laughs> with the word professional there. Well, you know how I bet. I bet with booze and steak dinners and, and things that uh, we can't mention here on there. That's how I bet. But I do every time the fucking lottery gets above like 150 or 200 million, I'm the idiot that goes down to my local gas station and buys this little slip. Usually I spend like 15 or 20 bucks and I dream about what I would do if I won the lottery. It's fucking ridiculous. I know I'm never going to win. What would you but do? But for me, it's well, the first thing I would do, Nick, and this is my dream over and over again. Obviously, I, I would never work again. I'd still be here with you guys because this isn't Fuck really you, work. Man. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> but but the first thing I would do is I would charter a huge ass yacht for all my close friends and family and we would just crush it for like however long anybody wants to be on the boat great i'm gonna be on it for like three months you guys nick ross you guys can come for two or three days you could come for two weeks whatever it's all on me however long you want to stay that's great. I just want to be surrounded by loved ones and travel the world on a yacht. Do either of you play the lottery because you both gamble? Nick? Uh, I can't say I really do play the lottery, but I did have I did have St. John's plus five and a half last night against Providence. <laughs> so maybe, you, maybe you I should. play the lottery. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I should, so, maybe I should play the lottery, yeah. <laughs> so I got to tell you, 
when I see people play lottery tickets, like when I see people online to buy lottery tickets, it's almost like when I walk through a casino and it makes me sad. It makes me really, really sad. Oh, it's not that bad. If you're buying like, no, like, it is if bad. Like 90, it is bad. Yeah, Ross, if it's like 90 million and you're buying like one lottery ticket, it's not bad. If you're doing it like all the time, it's like, okay, then maybe we got an issue. I think, I, I think, you know what, Nick? It's not if I saw someone like Dave Briggs buying a lottery ticket. Someone like who the then, Ross? People... Uh, I think we got a little, little audio issue. Uh, oh, you be- Okay, Ross, we lost you for a sec. Proceed, my friend. All right. So anyway, so it's the people that I see at times in line buying lottery tickets and the people I see in line at times also in the casinos. It just bums me out. It just, uh, like, I want to go over to them and be like, have you heard of, like, a, a bank account? Like, have, you know... What do you think about like a CD? Like I, I don't know, you know, like maybe an investment. Like the, like, like the Guardian I, Financial Angel. Like what are you, buddy? Who do you think you are, man? You're gonna go up and talk about. You know what I you am. Ever, you, you know, know what, what a bank I am, account man? is. What the fuck is that? No, you know what I am. I'm someone that gets sad when people that have very little disposable income dispose of it at a casino or a lottery ticket which is like yeah. pissing it away when it looks like they probably don't even have enough money to be able to pay their rent that week. That's how I feel, Nick. You be a dick. I'm trying to be a good person. You just can't save everybody. That's it. You can feel bad. <laughs> but you, you go, oh, what the people are you on about? You know what a bank account is? Yeah, they know what a bank account is. They don't give a shit. Just get, get out of the way so they can pull the slot. <laughs> you know, he brings up a good point, though, because the lottery is built on people that can't afford to play it. A- a- and it's a good point that, yeah, I-, I can probably afford the the $15 I literally throw away every time the jackpot gets up. But it's $321 million Saturday night. It's worth me risking $15 when you think about the shit you throw money away on. You know, I mean, you spend six bucks at Starbucks. And what's the return? Is it that much better than the, the coffee, my Nespresso? No. It's not much better. So I, I guess that's how I rationalize and it. By the and way, by the way, $15 to Dave, dream is worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, unlike Nick, I love this show and I love most of the stuff I do. So I would still work, you know, right, even if I won. Like, I don't think my life would change that much other than private really? air travel. Private uh, air travel see, would, see, be, this would is, be the big difference. This is where, Other like, that, Ross, you just said you feel bad for people, like, in the casino. I'm being I'm being candid with you, buddy. I feel bad for you. Tell me why. What the, you, you you won the lottery, and you would, you'd fucking, you'd still, like, do, like, the fucking, the nine million things that fall under, like, the Ross Tucker media umbrella. Why would you do that? Like, you have all the money. Like, what does it matter now? Like, why, like, go spend, well, okay, do, okay, do Nick, a lot of fun shit. Why would you do that? Okay, okay, let's talk this You'd, through. You would never see me again if I won the Mega Millions. If I won $90 million, you would never see me again. What would you do? Me, me neither. Me neither, bro. <laughs> you would never no see me again. Never. No. I would, I would, like, you know, no. I may, like, still, like, want to do, like, media stuff sporadically because I have a massive ego that I like to be filled by by doing shit like this. So I probably still do some stuff, but there ain't no way I'm working five days a week, multiple jobs there. There's no chance that's happening. Um, I would travel the world also. No question about it. I'd probably um, smoke a lot of pot. Um, 
and just do all sorts of fun shit that I want to do. Like, oh, I want to go to a sporting event. I want to sit courtside at this game. I would go do that. Um, I, I would not be working a lot at least. Maybe a little bit I would work. I would not be working a lot. I would not be working five days a week and I would not be working multiple jobs. No chance, 0%. If you think I'm doing a four hour You Better You Bet show in, in fucking April talking about Major League Baseball when I have $90 million <laughs> in the bank, buddy, you got another thing coming. No chance in hell. But, All right. You know, here's my question though. I mean, are you okay with like idle time? I mean, I wouldn't work either in a traditional sense. I, would I wouldn't work five days a week. I idle time if I could. If I could, like idle time sucks now. Like it's fucking, we, <laughs> idle time is wasted money now at this point, right? With it, with 99% with of the population. But if idle time is like, you've got $90 million in the bank, who gives a shit about it? You've got all the money to pay for it. No time is idle. You've got money to fill all of it. <laughs> he, he's got a good point, Tucker. You would still hustle as much as you do. I'm calling bullshit on that. Oh, oh, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. Do you realize- And Ross realize... is a huge hustler, to be fair. Like, Ross, you are. Like, you're, you are. You grind like almost no one I've ever seen. I can't imagine you would keep doing that if you had all that money. No, I mean, there are things that I would no longer do. Um, but I don't know. I, I kind of still picture having, I, I still kind of picture having a daily a daily show for two hours where I get to say what I think about shit. Um, I still think I'd probably want to go to games and call them. Um, I would just want to fly my private jet up and back and make the, the travel. I mean, I mean, honestly, what I would want to do is go to a bunch of fucking football games, which is what I already do. That's like, cool. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. I don't know. Like that's what I would want to do now in the off season. It's a little bit different. Um, but, the thing I would say about that is, you know, there's a lot of people that make hundreds of millions of dollars and billions of dollars. They still work. They still like it. Like they, I, I think what you guys are saying would be great for three months to a year. And then you'd kind of be like, all right, now what I'm going to do? And I know you're going, no, I wouldn't do. No, you I might be right. Smoke pot forever, bro. Yeah. Dude. I look, no, not many people that have that much money do that. They, they all end up doing other things because it's rewarding, it's fulfilling, and they enjoyed, like, you would just do things that you enjoy, but you'd still do stuff. Can't really argue that. I mean, he might be right about that. I, I have no idea. Can I, can I, Ross, I was telling a story about you yesterday to someone. Can I reveal this? This is going to take this in a little bit of a different direction, but a jog, can, I, can I tell this story? Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm a little it's nervous, not bad. but I guess. No, it's, it's not bad. So, so I was, um, I was actually, no, it was on You Better You Bet last night. So Eli, Eli Herskovich, producer of the show, was talking about how like things at the airport really just on the subject of travel. Cause like we've been going back and forth to Chicago every weekend, um, doing the show is fun. You Better You Bet, which has been a great opportunity for the show. And Eli's talking about stuff that pisses him off at airports. Like when people get up to wait online, like a half an hour before the flight's ready to board. I'm past. I don't care about like that stuff that used to bother me when I was younger. I don't really care anymore. Ross, do you remember when, so Dave, I think I've mentioned before that Ross and I used to work together, right? So I used to produce for Ross right. back in the day, back like, this was like a decade ago. And we would travel to NFL training camps together and do shows together. And we would like fly together, right? So we would be like in one city one day, do a show, go to the airport, fly to another city, sleep in the hotel, do the show, go to the airport, 
fly to another city, sleep in the hotel, like rinse and repeat for like a week. So we'd be in like five different cities in, in five days. It was pretty cool. Great experience for a kid for like me at the time. And I'm sure it was fun for Ross as well. And Ross taught me the trick where you have to finagle yourself up to the front of the line to make sure you never have to check any luggage. And you almost lie about what group number you have. And then basically like beg for forgiveness when you get up there. And it literally worked 100% of the time. And we never had to check anything. So like Ross would be in group three and he would somehow finagle both of us into group one. So we never had to check anything just in case the overhead spots were filled and i still do that to this day and ross taught me so, that like 10 years ago back up what's the technique again because i gotta uh, write ross, this down I ross can... ross i i don't want to like misrepresent like what your technique is i think that's like that that's what i've been doing at least like you go up there when it's not when it's not your turn and you're basically okay. like oh i'm sorry about this and then they let you because like you you charm them or whatever and they let you in yeah, I mean, there's there's a bunch of different ways you can do it. Um, they they've gotten better at it. I used to like when I was Southwest, and it'd be I'd be B12. I would go up and go A12 and just have my thumb on the A as I put the uh, put the boarding pass underneath. It was but legendary. Now it like, but now it like buzzes you. Like they they right. They they they, they figured me out. So now it like buzzes you. So. Southwest is tough. Southwest, you literally just need to write at 24 hours, be the person that checks in right at 24 hours in advance so you get the highest possible. For all the other ones, though, like if I'm boarding group four, okay, for American Airlines, nobody's really boarding group three. There is really no three. So when they call That's boarding true, group That's true, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So when they call boarding group two, I go in line with boarding group two and I let all the boarding group two, I'm like, oh, you can go ahead of me. Yeah, you can go ahead of me. And then when I get up there, I get, I, 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 and I, she looks at it and I go, there's no more twos. There's, there's no more. She's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm helping her out. You know what I mean? Like I'm helping her out. <laughs> a, the guy's a fucking legend. It's awesome. I and, remember and thinking, and, like, this is the coolest thing I've ever fucking seen. Like, I'm with this fucking, like, like renegade criminal here. Like, we're breaking the law somehow, some way, and it feels awesome. Would hey, you feel there like, are is, so is many, that Hey, Dave, let me say one thing. Yeah. There are so many things in life that I do shit like that, and it goes against every fiber of my wife's being, right? <laughs> like, she is like, she is She's like, a rule follower. Yes. I thought he was going to say every fiber of my being. And he goes, every no, fiber of my wife's no, being. No, my wife, no, but my wife is a rule follower. <laughs> so for all of these things, she'll like, like, you know how like there's like 30 cars waiting to make a left sometime, right? I'll go in the middle lane and then, because I see the lights turning, I'll go in the middle lane and then boom, I get in there just as the cars start to move a little bit. And she's like, don't do this. You shouldn't do this. Ross, what are you doing? Okay, that was cool. <laughs> so she's she a bit there's, there's like there's like five things that I can think of off the top of my head that she does not like when I do it. It's not the right thing. Ross, you shouldn't be doing this. But then as soon as the mission has been accomplished, she loves me. She wants to hook up with me right then. She thinks I'm yeah. a stud. It's a right then. It's yeah. it goes from no, 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 no. Oh yes, that's my husband right there. That's my husband. <laughs>
That's brilliant. That's brilliant. I, I really, I hope I can travel with you sometime so I can see all the life hacks of Ross Tucker. It's brilliant. I, I also want to see you charm your way by the, the flight attendant type. I don't know what they're, the desk gal there at Southwest Airlines. I want to see the charm uh, hey, of hey, Ross Tucker. You want to hear joy? You want to see joy? Okay. Joy is me going through the easy pass line while the other people, while the other people are in line because they don't have easy pass and there's like, they're like 12 cars back and I'm going in the easy pass. I roll the window down and either wave or flash them the deuces. What What a dick. That's just a dick move. That's not like a cool move. That's just being a dick. Thank you. But it's so fun. Dick move. No, no, you know it's a dick move. You know it's a dick move, okay? No, Ross, Ross, being that's a dick so move. so stupid as a human being that you don't have easy pass and you ever wait Maybe they can't afford it. Reason. Maybe these are the same people that are at the it's casino free. gambling away their easy pass not, money. Not only is it, not only is easy pass free, it's actually a discount at the toll. Like if the toll's 650, easy pass is $6.18. It actually saves you money. I either wave, flash him the deuces, or say, you got to win it in the pits. Pretend like it's NASCAR, you know, and it's like you're going through the pit row. It's awesome. It's awesome. I, um, this is, so you guys are learning something about me now. That is maybe my number one thing in life. More important to me than anything is, like, efficiency, gaming the system, like, winning, I mean, I my number one competitive outlet other than beer pong is how fast I get out of a stadium after the game after I call it. It's like I, it's it's an adrenaline rush for me. I don't do drugs. I do stadium exits. That's what I do. Oh, I I mean I've spent enough time with you, Ross, that I know this is the case, and I I I loved you for it. Like I thought, dude, I think you're a fucking riot, and like I think all this shit is really funny. So like I loved being a part of all this shit for the times like we spent together doing that stuff. I loved it. God, I gotta fucking travel with Ross Tucker so I can learn some shit about how to travel. But in the meantime, I need you to make us some money, Costos, and you, Tucker. Yeah, let's let let's get into the. Uh, well, how, did you not fare well in divisional well, round? You know, I, I've been talking about it um, for the last couple of weeks on the show here. This has been for me. Um, and actually, when I had a great NBA uh, NBA in college night last night, so I feel like hopefully I'm finally getting hot now. I have never had a worse. Not never. It's probably been like I've been doing sports gambling stuff in the media since I started writing, doing like picks against the spread for Bleacher Report in like 2012, 2013. I've never had a worse season betting on the NFL than I had this year. And I felt like there were some picks I had that were unlucky. Excuse me. There were some picks I made that were just bad picks. Like, for instance, the Vikings this weekend against the 49ers. That's a bad pick. Like, I'm not going to sit here and rationalize that after the fact. Like, Vikings should have covered. I got unlucky. That's a bad pick. Niners absolutely killed them. That's a terrible job by me. But then I look at, like, other picks that I've made. Like, let's take this weekend, for example. And this is not – and I've been asking guests we have on the show, like, is this the loser's lament? Like, if I'm being, like, a whiny bitch, like, someone tell me here. Like, I don't want to do that on the show and, like and like – not come across as genuine to the audience or have the audience feel like they can't relate to me or whatever. And everyone was like, no, we think it's fair. And this is part of like what goes into it, right? Like I had the over in the Ravens Titans game. That was my biggest financial investment of the weekend in the NFL. Again, the game goes under despite Tennessee scoring 28 points. If you had told me that before the game, I would have like bet a kidney on the over 48 points with, with (laughs) Tennessee scoring 28. The Ravens had 600 yards of total offense. They ran 92 plays. 
they had eight drives that ended in Titans territory that ended in zero points. Like, if that exact scenario was played out 99 more times, it goes over, like, 95 of the 99 times. But that was one of the times that I betted it didn't. That's very frustrating to me. That's been the kind of shit that's been happening all season long. And, like, I've had, like, many, like, maybe not, like, big-time winning seasons, but I've had enough good seasons in a row betting on the NFL where I'm, I'm hoping that this was an outlier season where I just feel like the lot, like... And a lot of pro betters feel the same way. Like a lot of guys we've had on the show have been like, this was like a nightmare season where it's like, you feel like yeah. you're on the right side and like the ball doesn't bounce the way you want it to bounce. And it's just, it's been very, very, very frustrating. And I won, um, my my fantasy was great this year. Like I won a lot of DFS money. Um, I won all, I was in the finals of almost all my season long leagues. I won my high stakes league. So like I won money this year gaming on the NFL in terms of fantasy and gambling. But normally it's like more of an even split. The variance was so high for fantasy this year and so low for gambling that I'm thinking I'm going to regress to the mean next year. But a very frustrating year for me. Maybe the people listening and watching that can that, that gamble can relate to that. Um, I would just suggest staying the course because like it's it's tough. It's not like basketball or baseball where there's such a huge sample size where you can like things will even out over the course of a season. It's only 16 games in the NFL in the regular season. So like it's not a huge sample size. So you can get fucked over the course of an entire season. Right. And I really do think that well, I did. I, I I think that I got unlucky this year. That's not to insinuate that I'm the greatest better of all time because I'm not, but I do feel like I got unlucky this year. Um, so what was well, your Colin question? Coward, Colin Coward was uh, 0 for 10 streak going in this postseason. Shit season. happens, so man. Let's... This shit's hard <laughs> in the NFL. You have lowered the bar for the importance of these picks, but let's start with Tennessee and Kansas City. Both games are 7.5, but this one a 51.5 over under. What are your picks here? And Ross, you go straight out of that. Um, I kind of like the over, and I think normally, and I'm fascinated to hear what Ross thinks about this too. Um, I normally think like if you're gonna take an underdog, it correlates to an under. But I think actually here, I see no way that the Chiefs don't put up a bunch of points in this game. Like they're gonna score like 27, 28 points minimum. Their team total is 30 and a half. Even if like the Titans run like the Super Bowl 25 game plan that the Giants ran against the Bills and possess the ball for like 40 minutes, I don't think there's any way the Chiefs still aren't scoring like 27, 28 points in this game. So I, I think that if you like the Titans, it kind of correlates to the over because Kansas City is going to be scoring no matter what in this game. And I really, and I, and I believe that. So I kind of, I, I lean towards the over a little bit here with Tennessee and Kansas City. The angle that I want to take here, I think, and like this, it's really tough, man. I think both games are really tough to pick this weekend. This game I think is tougher, actually. I, I think I kind of like the Titans because I think Titans are live here, but I, I think I want to do Titans in the first half plus four. I think Tennessee will be able to keep the game close early. And then there's a case to be made for Kansas City you know, putting the foot on the, the pedal and blowing the doors off them in the second half or winning by double digits in the second half. So that's kind of where I'm looking in this game. I think Tennessee definitely has an opportunity to keep it close, but it's my expectation that the Chiefs will win the game. And I think the Chiefs will ultimately win the Super Bowl. Tucker. You know, it, it's interesting. You know that whole big song and dance that Costos did about toughest year ever and blah, 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 and other oh, rate. I'm up 26 units for the year. How how'd last year go? 26 units for Ouch. the year. Wow. And if, so and if you, you need to know anything about do, variance in sports betting, that's all you need to know is a schmuck like this is up and I'm down. That's all you need to know. You know what <laughs> we should probably do? We should probably not even ask Nick his picks when he comes on the show. You, know, you can host the show too. Opinions. Just host you better, you bet. I could use a week off. You can better, you, you bet. Too? Should probably be my show if we're being Please. honest. I love it. I mean, let's we can trade. I'm better, and uh, you want to trade me, Briggs? You <laughs> 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 
You want to trade? I'll trade. I'll I'll do I'll do the show for two hours every day as opposed to four hours at night. Ross, I would love for you better you bet to be your show and I could do home and home with Dave. How about that? I'll make the trade right. right now. So anyway, point is everybody <laughs> listening or watching on the radio.com app. Class yeah. is in session, okay? Right. The class clown just gave you his bet. Now it's my turn to give you the correct bets. I had the under, by the way, in Ravens-Titans. I knew it would be that one out of 100, and that's exactly what it was. <laughs> um, now, I was up two units last week. So, I don't, I'm not feeling the total for either one of these games, specifically for the Titans and the Chiefs. And I don't know if this is because I'm a former player or what, but when the line gets over seven points, it is really hard for me to take the favorite. Now, I took the Chiefs last week laying, what was it, Nick, nine and a half? Ten, nine and a half, ten, point. yeah. yeah. That I was took a fun the loss, Texans plus ten I, up 24 I, nothing. That was fun. I took the, the Chiefs laying nine and a half. They were down 24 nothing, and that bet cashed for me for a lot of different reasons, including Bill O'Brien. Uh, can I just say one thing real quick? For the rest of eternity, I will never forget Bill O'Brien wanting to punt the ball with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter from midfield on fourth and three, and Deshaun Watson coming over oh, and like, being like, Coach, they kind of scored touchdowns seven times in a row. They kind of just scored seven straight touchdowns. What makes you think punting here is it like, and then Bill O'Brien calls a timeout and he's like, ah, ah, time, and then he goes for it. Like, that is like the football equivalent of the Emperor's wearing no clothes. Like, how could there not be someone? in that coaching staff or organization that was like, Bill, you're kidding, right? Like, what are you talking about? Well, they fired everybody. It's just him, right? It's only him. Like, he, he's, he, he's got, he does everything. To us, that wasn't even the worst thing he did in the game. How about kicking the field goal on fourth and inches because he said they didn't have a good play to get an inch? With Deshaun Watson? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. The, fake punt was, the fake punt was the worst moment for Bill O'Brien. Those two moments were punt. bad. I think the fake punt is kind of defensible, me personally, but, like, he's a terrible uh, coach, though. At the at 31? Rate. At any up rate. 24 I, zip? Listen, all right. All right. 24-0. So I almost – Nick knows this. I almost always take the underdog. And evidently, Nick, it must have been a good year for underdogs. I, If you looked at all my bets all year, I trend heavily – towards underdogs and unders. So it must have been a good year, Nick, for underdogs and unders for me to be up 26 units on the season. But it's very rare for me to take favorites, especially laying nine and a half points. But I think the Texans suck and the Chiefs are awesome, so I did it. But my point is, for this week, I think both home teams are going to win the game. I mean, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think the Niners are going to win. But I like the road teams getting the points. I don't love them, but I like the road teams getting the points. So with it being seven and a half, I, I'm, I'm between one and two units for both road teams, both underdogs, because I wouldn't be shocked in either instance if the underdog won the game. Like the Packers won, 
I can see that. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that that would surprise me, Ross. I wouldn't be if surprised the, if the Titans won. I would be shocked if the Packers beat the Niners. Floored. Why, I would why do you say that? Stunned. I don't think I don't think the Packers are good. Like they're. I don't either. Let me like like they're good in the sense that like they're not like one of the worst teams in the league. But this is not a four. Come on. This is not a 14 and three team. They're a nine and seven team masquerading at a 14 and three team's body. They shouldn't have won as many games as they did in the regular season. They only beat Seattle because, and here's the funny thing about like coaching in the NFL. Bill O'Brien wasn't even the worst coach in the NFL last Sunday. Like it was, it was the Seahawks coaching staff who had the losing game plan, like tried to lose on both offense and defense and still almost won the game because their quarterback's such a magician. Um, I, I think San Francisco Maybe the Packers cover, maybe because like you know who the fuck knows in the NFL these days. But like I would be stunned if if the Niners lost that game, and I would take either team in the AFC to beat the Packers in a Super Bowl matchup. If the Packers did, the Black Magic somehow continued for Aaron Rodgers and that team. I think they suck. Agree. Yeah, I, I, well, I no, just, I, I just don't, I, I don't understand. So 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 you guys are aware, right? The goal. Okay, let me explain this to you. You go to a football game. Do you think they're good? They turn the lights on and everything. You go inside these white lines, okay? And then there's a clock and there's 60 minutes. And at the end, if you have more points up on that clock than the other team, then you won the game. And if you're 14 and three, you're good. You won 14 of the, and I, I love information, Costos. I know what their DVOA is. I know all about some of the advanced metrics. I don't give a shit. Their defense is good. I just saw Zadaria Smith, Preston Smith, Kenny Clark. Those guys are good. Their running game's pretty good. Devontae Adams is really good. Aaron Rodgers, still a pretty good football player. They are a good team, and I would not be surprised if they beat the Niners and Jimmy throw it to the linebackers. That that would not surprise me if the Packers won the game. Now, like I said... I'm right. taking the Niners, but it wouldn't surprise me. I'd be stunned. I think Richard Sherman's their worst nightmare. Again, Seattle did the worst game plan job, allowing Devontae Adams to beat them. They'll take away Devontae Adams because Richard Sherman can erase them. I, I actually think San Francisco could blow them out just like they did earlier this year. Uh, Costos, you didn't get in a, a bet on this game. San Francisco, Green Bay again, seven and a half. This one's 44 and a half. What do you like there? I I, I think the game is really tough. Again, like both games are really tough this weekend. This is not me trying to cop out, but like I'm just being honest. Like the games are, are are really sharp at this point. The lines are really sharp. Wild card weekend I thought was the best opportunity to make money in the NFL playoffs so far, and that was a pretty profitable weekend. Um, I lean towards the Niners here. Um, I just I know what you're saying, Ross, but like I don't know, man. Like I watch this team play. I don't think they're very good. Um, and I give them credit for getting here, but I still don't think they're very good. The Niners have like almost like every advantage imaginable in this game as far as like the on-field shit is concerned. I would lay it with San Francisco, and I also like under 45. I think this is going to be like a 23-14 game. San Francisco wins. San Francisco goes on to the Super Bowl, and that's where I think they will lose to the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 54. There it is. All right, so Tucker has both teams, both road teams, uh, likes the points. Costos, uh, you got let, – let's, like, we need to write this down and have some accountability for next week. I'm definitely going to lose because I'm not a good gambler, but I'll take both home teams to cover. San Francisco teased that shit up to 10. They're going to cover – they'd cover two touchdowns. This is like an LSU bet for me. Costos, I know we're running out of time with you, but I got to – Well, you tease, a, you tease them to one and a half. Yeah, you tease San Francisco down to one and a half is what you do. 
Yeah. Um, so I want to move to this whole baseball cheating scandal because a lot of your teams are, are tied up with this. The Yankees lost in the ALCS to a team that was cheating. Um, Carlos Beltran was in the front office of the Yankees when some feel like Alex Cora hinted he was cheating uh, with the Yankees. Now Beltran's the manager of the Mets. Just your take on this cheating scandal. Should Beltran be fired? And what about the players? How are they escaping all accountability? Well, I mean, I don't, the, as far as that, like, I can't speak for Rob Manfred, but I mean, these players, like, here's the problem with the players now. And like, I'm kind of like, I don't know if you guys are looking for like me to like blow my top about this and like go nuts, but like I'm not going to at this point because like I've said everything that needs to be said about it. Um, it's obviously a disgrace, and you know I think it's something that's going to follow the players around forever, and it should. I don't want to fucking hear from Alex Bregman, who's got a big fucking mouth. I don't want to hear from fucking Alex Bregman ever again. Shut your fucking mouth, Justin Verlander. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear from these guys ever again. The guy like AJ AJ Hinch, like they said he was remorseful and contrite. This was the same motherfucker that was getting up there in press conferences, laughing off the idea. <laughs> we're better than everybody. <laughs> we're cheating. We're better. Or asshole, you're cheating, and you knew you were cheating, and you fucking lied about it because you wanted to fucking win. You fucking piece of shit. I guess I am kind of worked up about it still. Um, I don't think the punishment was harsh enough. Anyone would take that trade. Any fan would say you can win a World Series, but like you lose a couple, you lose four draft picks and the manager and you, who cares? You won a World Series. You should have taken the championship away. Hit them where it hurts. And you got that fucking fraud ass clown, Jim Crane, who fires them and then goes, oh, but the championship's not tainted. Then why don't you fire the motherfucker, asshole? Fuck them. I hope they never win a fucking game. And Alex Kaur is the biggest fraud motherfucker I've ever fucking seen. Piece of shit. Fucking cheating with the Astros and goes to the Red Sox was probably cheating with the Red Sox, too. I would bet money that he cheated in 2018 when they won the World Series there, too. Baseball got an issue, man. This is a serious issue. Like, when you're compromising the championships and everyone knows it and it's out there, like, who, who's ever going to credit Jose Altuve and George Springer and, and, and Alex Bregman and Gurriel and all these guys ever again after this? They got the asterisk next to them forever. They're cheaters. And the commissioner of baseball said so in a memo. They are cheaters. And I don't respect them, and I'll never respect them again. And they, they don't deserve to have that World Series title. And they fucked with people's bottom lines. People that lost to them could have had their lives affected financially. You know, people that – pitchers that got beat up by them, whether in relievers or starters that got beat up by them because they knew what pitches were coming. This is shit that affects people's lives. And they didn't give a shit because they wanted to win, and they cheated. And they deserve whatever the fucking consequences are. And I hope it never – I hope this stink never escapes them. Cheating sons of bitches. I hate them. I, look, I, I have the same, a similar take. I mean, my biggest problem is the, the, the players just escape all accountability, and that's why I think you have to take the championships. Um, my question is, yeah, big picture. And, Ross, you're not a huge baseball fan, but how does it impact your view of the sport? I mean, you've got two consecutive World Series. Two of the last three World Series are, at the very least, tainted. How does it impact the way you view the sport as a whole? Well, so here's the thing that I think is interesting. Like I I'd love to hear how Costos would feel if it was the Yankees or how you would feel Briggs, if it was the Rockies or whatever. And not only that, like you take away the championships. So what? I mean, those guys already got the parade. You're not taking their rings back. They already got to go to the white house or whatever. They had the ring ceremony. That's the problem. I mean, you can take it away and say nobody won the 2017 World Series. Or like Reggie Those Bush guys, with the Heisman Trophy, right? Like everyone knows yeah, Reggie Bush like, still won the Heisman Trophy. Let me just tell you, I, okay, I, it's, like, a good, it's a good point. 
you see behind me, right? Like you see some game balls and helmets or whatever. You know what? You take away the Astros and Red Sox World Series. Guess what they still have behind them? Pictures of them winning the World Series, you know, holding the thing up. I don't think that that does that much. I really don't. I mean, I, and, and, and they've benefited greatly as a result. I just don't know that there's any way to ever fix it. It feels like really in any sport, but especially baseball, I mean, they're going to try to come up with something else, don't you think? I mean, I know like even like in NASCAR, I remember talking to a NASCAR driver one time, and anytime a, a driver has a lot of success, Everybody else just wonders what he's what he's doing, how he's cheating, like what they're doing with the car that people don't really like, what how he's cheating. That that's what they think. Just because it's there, it's hard to be that good of a race car driver that you win all the time. And it it the whole thing bums me out. You know what baseball should do to get the stink out of this? They should let them take roids and HGH again so they can beat the home run record. And everybody will type, oh, this is unbelievable. Uh, Johnny, 28-inch biceps, has 80 home runs. Like, that's literally what they need to do at this point is let them take roids and stuff again because that's when baseball was cool and we were all watching. It's sad. Costos, what would you do if it was the Yankees? And what would you do if you were a player on one of those teams? Would you participate or would you sound the alarm? Well, the second question is really tough to answer. I can't imagine that I would – I don't – you think you guys know me well enough to know I would be honest about this stuff? I don't think that I would cheat. I really don't. I don't think that I would. Um, I would pro- not because I wouldn't want to, but because I would be afraid that I would get caught. So that's me being completely honest. Like if you told me blanket, you could get away with it, I'd probably do it. But I would be so nervous about getting caught that I probably wouldn't participate in it. That's that's the candid answer. Um, what was the, if it were the Yankees? Um, I'd be, look, I gotta kind of have to be unbiased, right? I'd be like, they're scumbag pieces of shit. I'd be happy that they won the World Series. I mean, it's a tough question. It really is, because I think I'd be pretty torn by it. Because it would really, like, it would devalue the World Series. Because it's like, what can you say now to other fans like that want to be like, what are you just going to dig your heels in the sand? They'd be like, well, we won. We won. We all saw it happen. It's like, no, well, we cheated. So I, I think I'd actually be pretty bummed if it were the Yankees and kind of like probably accept whatever the punishment because it's really like, it's really bad. Like what they did is really, really bad. Um, before I get out of here, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Can I change the subject for a second? Please. I'm sorry. Like my, you said yes. I'm sorry. Like my, my yeah, absolutely. Go for it, brother. Okay. Now, this is why everyone needs to download the radio.com app so you can watch the show. So do you guys see here on my face? Like, do you see in my beard here? There's like a space here in my beard. Like it's a little lighter I in do. this area. Little okay, gap. So, all right. So get my hair, like my hair buzz. I got, I got this new haircut now. I think it looks great. Very like um, very Awful. boardwalk empire. Awful. What the fuck? I liked know? it better before. I liked it better before with the little longer on the side. But you've got well, great I, hair. Well, like a, yeah, well, well, I'm gonna I'm like gonna a, put it in a bun. Like, looks like a shitty tasting mushroom. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put it in a bun probably right. But I don't know if it's like I'm not gonna do that right now. But I'm gonna put it in a bun. Um, so I'm getting I get my hair buzzed every week and I get it like trimmed and I get a beard trim every week also done by two different girls at the salon I go to here locally where I live. So. Go ahead. You ask your question. You get a beard trim. You pay for a beard trim. You know you can buy a beard yeah. trimmer for like twenty five bucks and do it yourself, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck it up. I'll pay to get it done. That's just me okay. though. Like I, I I feel like there's no problem that I can't fix by throwing money at it. So like I have no problem paying for that. Like that's one like I that's that is a, a luxury that I'm more than happy to spend money on and don't and, and I'm rationalizing perfectly in my own head. 
So the girl that normally trims my beard, she's not that good at it. Like the girl that cuts my hair is like Picasso. She's unbelievable. But like she's usually got like appointment after appointment and can't trim my beard afterwards. So I go someone else. So she's never screwed up my beard, but doesn't do as good a job as like the girl that cuts my hair. So yesterday she's buzzing my my beard, right? And she's talking to me the whole time. Well, whatever. And her literally like I felt like it was Curb Your Enthusiasm with like the surgeon who's handshaking while he's golfing. I shit you not, her hands are fucking shaking while she's holding the buzzer. And she just all of a sudden goes, ooh. And I'm like, what? and I go like, like what just happened? She goes, oh, it's nothing. I spin the chair around and I see this gap in my beard. She then starts rationalizing like, oh, it's okay. And I go, it's not fucking okay. There's a hole in my fucking beard. So the long and short of it is like they, so they brought it down a little bit like brought like like the actual like 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 line down and then they made it a little shorter so it doesn't look terrible like you'd have to I'd have to like point it out for you to see it but it's not the way I want it to look and now I feel like what do I do like like I was really pissed like I didn't pay for the beard trim yesterday and I was like really not happy like do I have to do I have to go back to her now or is like I like can I cut the cuz I'm not to see her when I go back if I don't get the beard trim with her okay. anymore like what what do okay. I do See I had a similar experience I would never pay for the beard trim by the way can I ask real quickly how much the beard trim is I think it's like 10 bucks maybe. God, 10 bucks. 25 bucks will buy you a beard trimmer. But anyway, we move on. I had a similar situation, got a haircut right before I was going on the Hoda and Kathy Lee show to talk about the Super Bowl, and they fucked up my hair. A woman I had been going to for like two or three years, and I was just devastated. Awful, awful. Worse than your beard, right? Because that's your hair. You're on national television. Yeah, I was man. pissed. And... There's like, there's no way I'm ever going back to this girl, but I like the place. I like the head scalp massage. This is and, my, and this is my situation. That shit. I yes. switched. I made the switch to the girl wow. right next door. And it's awkward every time I go in there. Every time I go in and see, hey, it's like the ex. Like, you don't want to see your ex that you dumped, right? Right. Seeing her every, but now you know I have what? to see her when I go in there. But she fucked my beard up. It's like you have one fucking job. Don't fuck up my fucking beard. She fucked my beard up. She's done. She's cut off. You got a dumper. You you got a dumper, bro. You got to find somebody new. But you can stay. Ross, your thoughts? Um, I I love topics like this. First of all, Nick, I did not notice until you pointed it out. So it's not that big a deal. Um, I wouldn't sweat yes. it. The the there's a couple of different options here. Okay. In my mind, I would not keep going to that place and seeing her every time, unless I was going to still use her to do my beard trim. The one argument could be made. She will never mess it up again. Like she knows what she did and you will have the single most focused beard trimmer in the history of the galaxy every time you go in there because she knows what she did you're giving her a second chance she will be laser focused so i hope so one man. option in so. my mind one option in my mind is to go back there and go to her and she will reward you for your loyalty the other thing is you go to another place which is a huge pain in the ass but i, I don't want to be like briggs I, I i don't i don't want to go in there and look at that poor girl. See, I'm a nicer person than you guys are. I don't yeah, want to look that at that poor girl. Paying cash. Yeah, that's the, the nicer person than us. The guy that fucking gives the middle I, finger to people paying cash at the fucking tolls. <laughs> yeah, real, real nice guy. <laughs> Correct. I don't. I don't want to see her and not use her. That would hurt my heart because I know that deep down, 
it would offend her and hurt her and be a constant reminder of what she did. So I either let her still do it or I go to a different place entirely. Shouldn't she have a constant reminder of how she fucked up Costos's beard or Dave's my hair? Yeah, Accountability, dude. Accountability. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Accountability. Accountability. Costos's whole job is to give people bets, and no, he loses not. all the time. Okay. No, don't say, I, I, don't, don't say shit no like that because that's, that's, that's actually he not true. He still gets paid by Radio.com. He still comes on the next day and still tells them what their bet should be. He's Great, don't have me on anymore. I'd, lo- I'd love to sleep more on Thursdays. I- I'm Riggs, good. <laughs> you're, I don't bring you on for your bets, Nick. I, I bring you on for your hair and your stupidity. Uh, Briggs, you've messed up before, okay? You guys are both acting like you've never messed up. Uh, you guys are bad people. You guys are bad people. That's what it comes down to. Bro, I'm a good person. I- I'm a good person. I have, I'm I have a bad been, person, but yeah, I'm very comfortable with that. I have been fired uh, or let go or non-renewed, like the uh, mutual parting of ways that they gave Alex Cora, right? Plenty of times. And a couple of them are national television networks. Every fucking day of my life, I have a reminder of my failures. And that's okay. I mean, I think some of the best leaders we've ever seen have daily reminders of their failures and that's how they become who they are. That that that's what builds them into what, successful people. Ed Orgeron is a great example. So we're trying to we're trying to build up beard trim, girl. We're, like, is that is that the like you guys are doing? Her hand was shaking. Ross, her hand was shaking. Ross, she kept she kept apologizing to me by saying I didn't do it on purpose, and I said to her, "It's like, uh, of of course you didn't do it on purpose. Like I never said you did it on purpose. That's not the point. The point is, is that I have a hole in my beard." Like that's, that's the point of the whole thing. Like you had you had one fucking job. Don't fuck my beard up. You fucked my beard I up. I think it's crazy that you guys don't ever give somebody a second chance. Well, I'm big on second. That. I'm big on second chances. Never a third. I'm big on second chances. Never a third. That's how I operate. All right. All right. You. Know what? I think you may have talked me into going back to her. I'm gonna give her a second Jesus. chance. Nick, if she if, if she fucks my beard up though again, I'm Billy Madisoning you and leaving a bag of flaming shit on your fucking on your on your front step, Ross. I've never had a bad haircut from the second girl. Never. Don't do it. I don't it, know, dude. man. This one this this don't one's looking it. a little little iffy, buddy. It well, it's because it's getting too long. Is she hot? Before we go, I know you got to go. If, if she's go. hot, give her another shot. I gotta go. I'll talk to you guys. Later. <laughs> Nick Costos, check next him out. Next week I'll wear my you hair. Better. Next week I'll wear I'll, I'll wear my hair in a bun for you guys next week just for the entertainment value. I cannot wait. Wow, we Peace. are 16 minutes over. Awesome. Nick Costos, you better you bet. 6 to 10. Check him out radio.com. Ross, you you really I mean you're going to give somebody a second chance to fuck up your hair? You're on television, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Wow. I give him a, I give right. him a second chance. Yep. Okay. I think I All think right. I mean, they are a professional. It's what they do for a living, and I like giving people the ability to make amends. You know, like as a football player, you don't like get cut or you shouldn't after one bad play. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I'd give her a second chance, never a third, never a third. Mm. All right, fair enough. 
We're going to move want, on. Gonna, I, I don't want to have to go to ZipRecruiter, okay, to try <laughs> to find a new hairstylist. I go to Supercuts, bro. It's $19, and I go to whoever is available. What Matt? You know what I do? Here's another life hack. You know what I do? I call ahead like 20 minutes ahead because if you call ahead, they take you then when you're next. So that's also a simple pleasure. You call ahead. You go in there. There's two guys waiting there. They think they're next. They're wrong. They're wrong. Because I called ahead. And I go, I go, hey, yeah, yeah, called ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The call ahead. The call ahead. Almost as awesome as the ZipRecruiter. Because they send your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. But they do not stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience, and invite them to apply to your job. As the applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right. So what's the smartest way to get on the Jumbotron at an NBA game? David DeLooper, he's got a great feed on Instagram. 30 for 30 for 30. Check them out on Instagram. David's goal was 30 NBA games, 30 days, and getting on the Jumbotron each time. He's going to give you a lesson in how to get on the Jumbotron at an NBA game. And what is he learning as he travels across the country, stopping at various NBA outlets? And you got to see the costumes he's been sporting at these NBA games. Also more uh, championship weekend playoff talk. We talked about what we would do if we won the lottery well, one offensive coordinator in the NFL really did win the lottery, but instead of just sitting back and enjoying that money, he is grinding, he is working hard. Would you make the same decision? Arthur Smith of the Tennessee Titans is a remarkable story. We'll have that for you after a quick break. What would you do if you won the lottery? Do you, like me, plunk down 15, 20 bucks every time the Jackpot goes up to $300 million or so. Well, it is $321 million. The Powerball drawing Saturday night. I'm playing. I know I'm losing, but I'll pay my 20 bucks just so I can dream. The question is, would you work hard if you won the lottery? What if your dad, for example, was worth more than $5 billion? Would you have a job that forced long, grueling hours to climb the ladder? That is the situation one offensive coordinator in the NFL once faced. It's a remarkable story. It's a Thursday home and home. We're brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Check them out at ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. They are the smartest way to hire. A smart hire clearly was Arthur Smith, who Mike Vrabel hired to be the Titans' offensive coordinator. What was interesting about this guy's story, and it's one that is not Anywhere out there, you can search YouTube or search Google for 
articles about Arthur Smith and his connection to the founder of FedEx, you won't find it. Not until today when Ross Tucker writes about that for The Athletic. Who is Arthur Smith? Yes, he is the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans, the guy that's helped this team reach the AFC Championship game against the Kansas City Chiefs. They are a seven-and-a-half-point underdog. His dad, Fred Smith, is the chairman and founder of FedEx and is worth an estimated $5.4 billion. Most people, I would wager, whose fathers are that kind of wealthy, probably aren't taking jobs as essentially unpaid assistance to climb the ranks of football to work long, hard, grueling hours just to try to climb that ladder. They're probably taking a job somewhere for dad that's going to have a nice paycheck with it, let alone Arthur Smith drives an old beat-up Ford Explorer, according to the Titans players. Ross, I got to admit, if I was born into a family of that kind of wealth, I can't imagine that I'm going to grind the long, hard, grueling hours that coaches have to do in today's world just to, to become a play caller in any league. It's a remarkable story. What would you do if dad were worth north of $5 billion? You know, I don't know. And I say that because, Dave, I don't think you really know unless you're in that situation, right? And I met Arthur Smith in 2007. My last year as a player, it was his first year in the NFL as a coach. He was the bottom rung, lowest man on the totem pole. And I don't know, we struck, uh, you know, struck up a conversation, talked a couple times. Uh, it wasn't until later that I found out who his dad was. And what's so impressive about him to me, Dave, is you would never know by talking to him that he came from any money whatsoever. You would never know his dad was who he was. Um, he certainly doesn't have that air about him. And I can tell you, speaking from experience and going to Princeton, where there are several famous, very, very wealthy people's children, not everybody's like that. Not at all. In fact, a lot of them make it pretty clear who their family is or dad is. They flash their money and they just have that air about them like, I'm better than you, uh, whatever. Arthur Smith is the opposite of that. I'd like to think, Dave, and it's funny because it kind of goes back to something we were talking about with Costos earlier, but I'd like to think that I would be able to handle myself like Arthur Smith does if I was in that situation. But I don't know. I, I, I tend to doubt it. I think it'd be pretty hard. I mean, you know, I know people that their dads were really wealthy and they got the black Amex card and the whole deal. And I, I think it's a lot easier to go down that path than it is to go the other path. Because the other path, the path that Arthur Smith went down is much harder, much harder, mm -hmm. you know, and he's earned it. I mean, that was 2007. So he's been a grunt working his way up in the NFL, working these 16, sometimes 18 hour days 
for 12 years with for very little money. And I suppose you could argue, well, he doesn't need the money. Okay. But very little recognition, very little reward for all of the time he's put in. He's married. He's got three kids. But it's paying off now. Ryan Tannehill, number one ranked quarterback in the NFL by rating, number one by PFF. Derrick Henry wins the NFL rushing title, 500 more yards than he's ever had in his career. Tannehill, which is unbelievable, he was never even thought of as being like a top 20 quarterback in the NFL. Then, of course, you get to A.J. Brown, what he's done. Titans lead the NFL in yards per play since Tannehill's been in the lineup. They lead the NFL in red zone efficiency. I mean, he's a rock star. Arthur Smith is a rock star, and people are just now finding out his name, and they still don't know his dad's background. I mean, I, you know, I look at it differently now, Dave, and, and you probably do too, especially where you live in Connecticut, but I think what an amazing job his parents did of keeping him grounded and instilling a work ethic. It's 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 unbelievably impressive to me. And I know people like, oh, you know, he's got all that money. He can do whatever he wants, blah, blah, blah. And I know we're all impressed by rags to riches stories, and we should be. But I'm kind of impressed by a story like this, knowing how difficult that had to be. I'm more impressed by this story than most rags to riches. I mean, just I, I don't think a lot of people understand the grind, and you use the word grunt, that assistant coaches in the NFL have. It is a grinding, grueling profession that requires long hours, uh, travel away from your family most of the year, very little offseason. I think people think, well, if I was really rich, of course I'd like to coach football. Yeah, I would too. Maybe at the high school level. Maybe when I don't have to work 15, 16 hour days, I'd probably be a gym coach or something, a gym teacher, uh, something like that. But Arthur Smith and, and the odd dynamic is here is he, in an era where play callers are famous. Joe Brady has received more pub than probably Ed Orgeron in the last week, the 30 year old uh, passing game coordinator that leaves from LSU that goes to Carolina Panthers. That ink is dry, by the way, this morning, uh, Joe, no one's talking about Arthur Smith. Everyone's talking about Joe Brady. His father is the founder of FedEx, and somehow no one is talking about this guy. Ryan Tannehill did talk about him yesterday, uh, addressing the preparation for the AFC Championship game and Arthur Smith's role in developing this offense. Well, every offense kind of goes through ebbs and flows of the season, and uh, play callers, players do, do kind of the same thing. So he's done a great job of, of manipulating the way he's calling games and, and what he's calling uh, as, to, as to how the games are going. You know, you look at the past couple games, you know, we, we try to shorten those games and and uh, really handle handle everything up front, which the offensive line does a great job, and Derek's running hard. So we haven't thrown the ball a whole lot. You know, go back earlier in the season, and there's more of the play action and, and stuff downfield. So uh, we're able to do it kind of different ways, and it all kind of just depends how, how the game's going and, and what we're trying to accomplish. Remarkable story of Arthur Smith, though, will this be the one situation that offense probably can't handle? Or is Derrick Henry just a decided advantage against a Kansas City team that doesn't stop the run real well? I can't really figure that dynamic out because the last time these two teams played, Derrick Henry 
did what he does, man. 188 yards rushing, and they won that game against the Chiefs. Is that formula going to work again? Let me ask you this. If Derrick Henry goes for 180 yards, do the Titans win the game? Yeah, I think they do. Um, huh. and I, and I, and I think that there's a chance of that. Um, I think it's going to be a really good game. I think the Titans believe their offensive line is playing extremely well. The chiefs run defense is not very good. I think it's going to be an awesome game. You know, the Titans score a touchdown 73% of the time that they get in the red zone. That's not just the best in the league, Dave. It's by far the best. And the Chiefs' defense is vulnerable. Now, I still think the Chiefs win, but I think it's a, I think it's like a 27-24 type of game, maybe 31-28 that the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes pulled out at the end. But I think they are going to be in for a dogfight. I am that impressed by, I mean, the Titans have gone to the Patriots and to the Ravens the last two weeks? Are you kidding me? The team that never loses in the playoffs and the best team in football this year? So, yeah, after doing that, I'm going to think they got a pretty decent chance to go to Kansas City and win. It's an interesting question. We're going to dive more into it because last time these two teams played, I mentioned the score. Titans won the game, but Patrick Mahomes threw for 446 yards against the Titans last time these two teams played, and he was just bouncing back from that injury. Off of that, Tyreek Hill says ahead of this game some bulletin board material. We'll tell you what Tyreek said about the Titans' ability to stop that offense, and also Odell Beckham Jr., another wide receiver in the news, throwing money around. LSU said it was novelty. It was fake money. Well... They are backtracking on that. And a third wide receiver in the news, Drew Pearson, one of the all-time greats, heartbreaking denial from the Hall of Fame, and it happened on camera. Does it change the way we look at this centennial class and some of the made-for-TV moments? We will get into all of that after a quick break and a word from our friends at ZipRecruiter. It's a new year. The perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level is by hiring the right people. People like Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans, whose dad is the founder of FedEx. Can you believe it? $5.4 billion worth. Finding qualified candidates, though, as you know, if you're the Titans or the Browns, that can be very challenging. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter makes that process easy so effective four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the site through the first day it is impressive check them out our listeners can do this whole process for free just go to ziprecruiter.com slash enter it is ziprecruiter.com slash e-n-t-e-r ziprecruiter is the smartest way to hire in 2020 back after a quick break. Hey everybody, it's Ross Tucker. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day 
from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.